Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bankers podcast series, Banking in Transition. In this series, the Bankers editors are speaking to industry experts from across financial services to explore how banking is responding to global challenges and trends, such as the COVID-19 pandemic, sustainability, and the drive for increased technological innovation. I'm Marie Kempley, the Bankers Investment Banking and Capital Markets Editor, and in this podcast, I'm joined by Simon Bumfrey, Head of Relationship Banking at Silicon Valley Bank, a bank focused on serving the tech industry. Thanks for joining me today, Simon. Hey, good, good morning, Marie. Nice to meet you. And the technology sector and the startup ecosystem more broadly is clearly playing a more and more important role in the global economy. And in this podcast, we're going to be discussing the financing of that sector and how its banking needs have evolved over time as well. So, Simon, you know, what are some of the particular needs that technology businesses and startups are looking for from their banking services? Yeah, it's, it's probably worth just opening up with in terms of, you know, what startups are actually focused on. I mean, what they're, they're really... Um, focused on in terms of access to talent, capital, developing the great product that they've got, and also the marketing channels and how they're going to grow. And in terms of banking, from an early stage perspective, they're relatively straightforward in, in the sense that, you know, it's more about having a bank account and being able to transfer money if there's any kind of foreign exchange. So the, the actual needs at an early stage in terms of banking product relatively relatively straightforward but what they are looking for um, is, a, is a bank that can help them grow so from from global you know from day one globally they're thinking about expanding into Europe or even the US and, and that's where banks can really help in terms of making introductions to the network the investor networks um, people who advisors that can help them grow and that's where silicon valley bank comes in because we're hyper focused on the innovation economy um, cover the whole ecosystem and can make those introductions so just to reiterate really startups it's simple current accounts online banking but the needs can change rapid, rapidly as as in line with the growth of the businesses and we're here to support through all life stages through to whatever their exit may be curious as well you know clearly as i as i mentioned in the the intro you know this is a sector that continues to to grow and grow quite quite rapidly right and obviously that's occurred over that growth has occurred mm. over recent decades you know have the needs of those businesses changed over that that time as well yes i mean um you know we we see uh, companies start from early stage through venture capital, through to the more conventional corporate, those that are kind of EBITDA cash flow positive, those that maybe have a financial sponsor exit. So we see the whole journey that clients go on. And, and the needs over the last few years have, have definitely um, developed, let's say, um, particularly in the innovation economy. You know, we make introductions to our networks, to investors, and we work with clients that maybe are looking for angel funding and then going into the next stage into seed investor. And we work with our clients to make those introductions into seed investors and then looking to raise Series A and put in debt alongside. So the needs have really developed, particularly in the innovation economy over the last few years. And I think banking generally has, has evolved. SVB's only been going 40 years and we only got a UK banking license in 2012. And we've probably grown alongside our clients and probably mirrored the growth of a lot of our clients as well. And if you look at banking maybe 10 years ago, it was really the traditional incumbents, you know, the HSBCs, Barclays, Lloyds, etc. And there were really no new banks outside of maybe Metro. 
But in the last 10 years, what we've seen is a significant increase in volume and variance of competition. So we have the neo banks, the tech banks that are providing services via mobile and website. So they're looking maybe specifically at payments or card offerings. And then you've had the challenger banks, those smaller, newer banks aiming to directly compete with an incumbent. So examples there would be Starling or, or Tide. And then also alongside that, we've seen the fintechs and the unbundling of banking. So companies such as Wise and FX Payments, Pension B and Pensions and, and Cantox making micro FX payments. So the, the banking landscape has changed significantly over the last 10 years. And going forward, I think we're probably going to see the same level of change in the next five. Yeah, I mean, you've spoken there around the, the banking landscape, as you say, certainly has changed considerably. And I think a big part of that as well, you've already mentioned around the importance for these these uh, startups and the, the startup ecosystem of being able to access the right funding at the right time and in order to and getting the introductions to get that funding. Mm. You know, I'm interested in, in the funding landscape as well and how that's changed, because I think historically there's been a perception in, in Europe perhaps maybe less so in the UK, but um, in general, that the businesses within Europe have needed to rely on bank loans for their funding more than perhaps comparable businesses in, in the US. And you've mentioned around venture capital, angel funding. You know, talk to me around the funding options for, for startups in the current market. You know, where are they going to get that funding? Yeah, I think in the innovation space and, and maybe startups generally, I think it was more common to look to raise equity because there was a lack of availability for bank or institutional lending money, debt money, I would say. I think in the last decade, that's really progressed and emanated from the US. And as I said, Silicon Valley Bank started 40 years ago and the evolution of the bank has led to you know, development of various different lending products. And that's enhanced that type of product alongside equity to allow businesses to grow. So if I take a step back, um, the most common I guess the common usage in terms of development equity has really been angel funding in the past. And that was always, there was this phrase around, you can get angel funding from friends, family, and fools, and, um, which is a bit harsh, by the way. But you know where people didn't have enough personal equity or where they didn't have a track record building a startup to raise equity from traditional investors, that was a key source. But over the last few years, we've seen how that's further developed and the government has stepped in to support. So we see some R&D tax credit support. We see innovation grants and they're pretty reasonable in terms of supporting uh, early stage businesses. And then you look at other things that have kind of developed into the market. You look at crowdfunding, you know, that wasn't here probably four, three, four years ago. You know, that's really developed over the past few years. And that works particularly well with things that have a physical element to them, maybe the development of head funds. And it also helps to build brand awareness. I mean, the one that stands out for me is something like BrewDog. You know, the, the brand awareness of BrewDog that was... Um, developed by crowdfunding is significant and it also helps you to, to build an audience so crowdfunding has been quite significant and will continue to grow and then you move into the next level which i probably consider more professional funding in the sense of angel investors so you have accelerators such as techstars antler huckle tree alpha um, and then they, they have a breadth of experience um, and, and people that have really helped that element of funding develop over the last 10 years. And what we're also seeing, which is uh, a reflection of the European 
market is repeat investors and entrepreneurs. So those investors and entrepreneurs that have been successful exited business and we see a recycle of capital and talent. And that's proven to be a good source of funding as well. And then you start moving into the venture capital world, the series A, B, C, et cetera. So those businesses are still cash burning and they're, they're loss making. Um, but alongside that, you've also got development of working capital facilities linked to a company's receivables. So in, all in all, when you look at the landscape over the last 10 years, there's been significant progress in terms of how early stage business is being funded. Certainly sounds like there's a much more diverse range of options for firms these days than Definitely. in the past. Yeah. And, you know, it, oh, for, as has become clear throughout this conversation, this is such a fast moving space, you know, but if we were to take a step back, what would you say are some of the big themes and trends that are that are likely to impact how you are interacting and serving this this sector in the coming years and, and long, longer term? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. There's probably two schools of thought here. Um, what you see with maybe the NEO or the challenger banks where there's more of a digital focus and a digital interaction with clients. Now, my view is all banks or financial institutions will need that. that, that that's a given. But I think there's also an angle here for continued people interaction. And we often use a term internally that cyborgs beat robots and humans. And we like to think we're like the robocop of banking where you get this digital offering, but you also get this human interaction. Um, and that's to help with introductions and networks and investors and bringing that whole ecosystem together. So there will still be a combination, in my view, of, of people and digital required. Um, I think in terms of the banking landscape generally, we're going to continue to see unbundling of product. So we talked about fintech businesses focusing purely on payments or card payments or FX. And I think the banking landscape will change and that will require banks to either buy in the expertise or probably more likely work in partnership. And we work in partnerships with businesses such as Cantox, I mentioned earlier around the kind of micro FX payments. In the US, we have Modern Treasury, which is an outsource of treasury function to clients. So I think partnership to me is going to be the way forward. And if banks don't, uh, or they don't offer a niche specialism such as Silicon Valley in terms of innovation and life science and technology, or you're into some community focus, or maybe you're one of the large investment banks, or you have a large market presence in a particular country, such as Lloyd's in the, in the UK mortgage market, I think banks will struggle. And I do think we will see some consolidation, or maybe even you know one of the, the big names in the next 10 years, maybe not being around. So I think banks really need to look at their offering and decide which route they want to go. Thanks for, for sharing those insights with us, Simon. It's, it's really fascinating stuff, very exciting. Um, but unfortunately, that's all for this podcast. But you can keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify and Acast and follow our discussions at thebanker.com forward slash podcasts. Thank you, Marie. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you. 
Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.